Level of Latina partners with working women and mamas alike to guide them in achieving fulfilling career and life goals through financial empowerment, professional or leadership coaching, and personal wellness. Find the unique coaching you need to succeed. You're listening to Vero, Ceci, and Irene, and we are Level Up Latina. Welcome back to another episode of the Level Up Latina podcast. This is episode 227, and today we're going to try to be real serious on this one. Yeah, right. Nunca de las nuncas, but we're going to switch gears a little bit, and we've been talking about fills and family and traditions in the last few shows and sleep and all that great stuff, but today we are going to get into it, and we have a meaty topic around careers and working with our clients. We have clients in so many different walks of life, but uh, in a nutshell, we're going to talk about how to make an impact and how to really be memorable in those first one to three years in either a new job, you know, you're fresh out of college or just got a degree, um, fresh into the workplace, or maybe you're transitioning, um, or you're just trying to stand out. And so you're resetting your clock and you really want it to feel like a time where you are impressing your employer, asking for more money, growing and getting what you need out of your career. So how to make an impact in those transition stages is what we're talking about today. But before we talk about that, we're going to check in and see how our beautiful co-hosts of the Level Up Latina podcast are doing. Bien, terminándome mi cafecito. I mentioned that I got excited because I found my coffee from the morning and I warmed it up. Me lo estoy comiendo con un dulcito. Qué rico. Yo bien, ya estoy bien. Este, I was well fed by my mother who came in through in our last podcast recording with some taquitos de huevito con like espinaca y champiñones y quesito de rancho and my avena. So I'm feeling good. I feel good um, and excited to talk about um, this professional topic con ustedes so I'm, I'm excited to be here we'll try to keep it as professional as possible mention something we shouldn't then you know that that's the level of latina podcast that's how it goes here that's how it rolls so hopefully you're with us um i'm feeling good today really excited to talk about this topic transitions this is such an interesting time because for a lot of people this time of year feels like a transition period like a reset a lot of people have their reviews in january i know my company we used to do your anniversary date and then just last year, we were like, you know what? Let's reset. Everyone's going to get evaluated in January, no matter when you came into the organization. We're in that space and place. Everyone can evaluate a full year fully. Every year is different. Um, so I know for a lot of people that might be happening in your company or just you feeling reinvigorated by the fact that downtime, like holidays, kind of creates this jolt and feels like a transition. And then January feels like companies are moving and grooving and it's a new year. But with that being said, how are you all supporting your clients, your employees, your family? Hell, Vettel's husband just got this new job. Like, that's transition. My husband's been in his job maybe like two years. Like, he's still in this interesting phase of transition where sometimes two years feels like 20 years. But how are you all transitioning with your clients, your friends, your relatives as they take on new jobs, endeavors, and all those wonderful things like performance reviews and asking for more freaking money? We'll start with Vettel. So I have a few clients that are currently going through a few transitions. Um, two of my clients in particular made major moves, one from one industry to a whole new industry that she had no experience in, but her skill set was going to be a good fit. So that's been working out for her. So she transitioned from um, real estate to law. So she's now working in a law firm. Um and my other client did a major move within the same company, but still um, decided to move from Chicago to Houston. So big, big, big moves in very different ways. Um, but there are, there, are, there are different levels in the career. 
you know, one of my clients has been two years out of school and has been working with this one specific particular um, company. The other one has been a few years out of school, has tried different industries, you know, and decided that real estate was not going to be for her. So she ended up moving into this firm that she found that has really been working out for her. She's like, I'm learning a lot and I'm really comfortable here. So with her, she's um the whole like self-evaluation on reviews. And I feel that I, I, when those come around, we get a little anxious about it because we don't know exactly what we should be putting in these reviews, um, how, how we should speak, how we should present ourselves. Um, so the best thing is as honest as possible, because more than likely you're going to have the evaluation, you're going to turn it in, your boss will review it or your management team will review it. And then more than likely you still will have a conversation with your team um, about your evaluation. So if there's things you couldn't explain on there, I get it. You will, you'll have time to explain yourself in person as well. But document, I, I I feel that with her, it was more getting her like, what have been challenges you've faced, right? Is this something new? And what did you do to overcome those challenges? Like, how did you win? So how did you succeed? Um, so those are the things you want to highlight on there. Like, hey, this, you know, in her particular case, she's only been there for six months and she's having to do this evaluation. So she's like, oh, what do I, what, what do I, I mean, I'm barely learning. I'm like, no, there's a lot you can talk about. And dis and and really, you know, display what you've overcome and how you're such, you're going to be, you're a great fit because of X, Y, Z and why you should, you know, be considered for a pay, um, a pay increase if that's, if that's on the table, right? So first things first is many times we don't think about what we maybe have, have had a challenge with. We think like, oh, it's just work, work, work. But whenever you do face a challenge, there's nothing wrong with being challenged. There's nothing wrong with not knowing something. So I think what's really going to make you successful, especially if you're transitioning or, or you're doing a self-evaluation is being open to learn. And if you do have a challenge, don't feel that you're expected to know all of the answers. It is good to work directly with your management team. Like who, who is a person that, that is you directly report to and bring those things up to them and let them guide you through this process. Be like, okay, so. You know, I, 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 I am recent. I, this is a recent role for me. This is something I'm learning. This is something completely new. Um, I have never encountered something like this. How would, how do you suggest I should go about it? Um, because I, and have an idea, have a solution. Don't just go with a problem, have a solution. Like I thought about going about it this way. Does that make sense for you or what suggestions do you have for me? So I always say, be willing to come up, you know, share that problem, share the challenge, but also come with a solution because it shows that you're not just handing it off to someone else, but that you have a mind of your own. You have a different way of seeing things. So address the challenge, address the problem, come with a solution that you feel would be fit according to your skill set or to what you've known and your, your experience, and then allow yourself to get, in a sense, that feedback or that suggestion from the other party. If it's your manager, your direct report, or a different boss, or whoever's in charge of the project, or something like that. So don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to to mention that you're having a difficult time understanding something because if it is something new, if you transition from you know one job to another, or if it's just a new industry, it is okay to not know everything. So allow yourself to learn, allow yourself to grow, allow yourself to ask questions. Ask those questions to the people that you know, that would be the ones that would give you those answers. Um, and yeah, I think that's going to be helpful. And I, I feel that with the self-evaluations, you also 
they're going to have questions about like, okay, what have you learned? What have you done? What challenges have you overcome? And how do you, how do you think you've given back to the organization in the time frame you've been here? And what suggestions do you have for our organization, um, you know, for it to be better or grow? So be prepared to like answer those questions. I was really amazed that my client was like, Hey, in my short time here, I feel that we could definitely incorporate this. And she had a great idea for the company. And I was like, Wow, that sounds really, really cool. She's like, yeah, because sometimes we get so busy with influx of anything, right? Influx of works, projects, clients, whatever it is, that sometimes certain things get put to the wayside because like, oh, we can do that later, later, later. And then you just never get to it. And all of a sudden things pile up. So she's like, hey, I have a suggestion. Maybe we can try doing this once a quarter or, you know, at once a quarter was her idea to just catch up on like admin stuff. And, and it could be just making sure that all, you know, the eyes are dotted, T's are crossed, and we're good. So I was like, that is a great idea. Instead of just saying, no, say, uh, everything's going great. Really come, like, I feel that having an idea and a suggestion for your organization shows that you're not just showing up, doing the work, clocking out and going home, but you're thinking of like, how can I make my work better? How can we make this organization better? You're thinking as a whole, instead of just like, all right, I'm done with my work. Let's go. I'm done. And really thinking about the, the bigger picture. So I feel that those are just a couple of my suggestions. Um, and when it comes to, um, a transition to a job that, you know, from a job that you already, you've been doing before, sometimes it could feel very, very bland, very same, very like, Oh, this is boring. I'm still doing this. If you're starting to feel that, then I'd say, um, I definitely recommend start looking at to like documenting what it is you love about your job, the things that you don't love about it, the things you do, what are you really good at and how can you put that into a different place, the energy into somewhere else? Because if you're like, for example, my client is still within the same company. She's like, maybe this part of what I'm doing is not what's making me happy or fulfilling me or allowing me to really shine. Maybe I am really strong in these skills. I would want to transfer into something like this that's technical still, but you know, whatever it is and transition into what you feel is your strong suit. Like don't, we, we've talked about it before in our podcast. Like what are your strengths? You know, what are things you're really good at? Focus on those things and find something that really fits that other things will fall into place. But just if you can do the technical part of it, then you can definitely learn how to do everything around it. So be open to opportunities that maybe not be the exact thing that you're doing now, but can play off of the skill set that you have and be willing to reach out to people that currently do that to be like, hey, any opportunities in this aspect or this kind of work that you're doing? Because the new year also brings out new opportunities with things, right? With with jobs and stuff. So those are just a few of the things that I've noticed in the last couple of months or the last couple of weeks with my clients. But when it comes to reviews, Put yourself out there, state your challenges, state how you overcame them, bring solutions to the table as well, and be willing to come up with a, with a, with a good thing for, that might be a good thing for the organization to adopt into their practices, for example, like suggestions on that too. Really good pieces of advice. Vero has shared really great nuggets about making sure that you insert your ideas and that you're actually present and not sitting back much, right? And making sure that your ideas are heard and that you're playing team and not 
you know, behaving as though, you know, this is not my job or I don't know or this is stagnant or stale. The best thing I've really heard from what Veto shared is, you know, that openness to be a learner, that openness to ask questions. I think that's key. Like often when we're a little intimidated or we're new, we might be assuming a lot or just hanging back because we're new, but it's really hard to shine. Again, we talked about how to make a big impact in that first, you know, year one to three and eventually use that to get a raise and to grow in an organization. If you stand back too much, then during those really interesting beginning parts of the, of the year, six months in, nine months in, 18 months in, you're already kind of seeing someone who may step back, someone who may not ask a lot of questions, who may not be a team player. So how you perform in the beginning, it's, you know, bring that confidence. Uh, I was just hanging out with young college students that are going to be in the you know, workforce soon enough, you know, they've reached 18 and 22. And I was telling them in the beginning, there's a lot you don't know, but what you do know how to do is smile. What you do know how to do is stand up straight. What you do know how to do is ask for help. What you do know how to do is be a mentee, be a learner, what Veto called a learner. Like you can look for mentors. You can ask for people to show you the ropes that have been there. So you already know a lot. Um, you may not be in a profession that is specific to an industry or a job that's a nine to five, but you have customer service elsewhere or you have work experience elsewhere. Like take those experiences in to that new workforce because you have something. So again, if nothing else, you can smile, you can ask questions, you can offer help, you can stand up straight, you can be a smart, vibrant energy just by being present, not necessarily knowing all the things. Like Vito said, we don't know all the things. There's no one person that knows everything, none of us. So Ceci, you have been on the hiring end, um, you know, assistants, paralegals, interns, like talk to me a little bit about that journey. Like what has impressed you in those first six to nine months with people? How do you know they're the right people? What do you do if they're not the right people, like during their transitions? I know you have experience there. Yeah, for me with this role is like my first experience kind of doing it all by myself because previously in my private law firm, we would, uh, we would interview everyone and then, you know, the partners would make the ultimate decision. Here in my team, I've had the ultimate decision when we'd when we've interviewed like our paralegal and most recently our staff attorney. Um, I think um, I think one main thing is just being open to to learning and and start off and even continue with weekly check ins with your supervisor. Uh, you know, um, at the beginning, it's very helpful because you're learning the ropes. And even as you continue just to have that back and forth transparency, like this is what I'm working on. Um, this is or this is a big project that, you know, we need to work on together. We're, let's set up deadlines. Let's let's work uh, together. So that that's one tip that I would suggest, like even if it's not already carved in with your higher ups, ask for that. Like, can we have a weekly check-in at least at the beginning? And if it works and if you feel comfortable and you want to continue to do it, then then do it. I, I've been in my job, I think almost three years now. It'll be three years in March. And I still have weekly check-ins with our ED. I was going to say, um, I do the same. Like I have check-ins with new people, but then with my direct reports that I've always had, like you don't always necessarily need the direct report check-in. Like it can be an email. You can skip a session. You could go out to lunch. Like it's different once you've worked with them for a while. But I think they're so critical because even the ones where there's nothing to discuss that's business are such valuable time because it's like FaceTime that you're going to have with your direct reports. It's like that 30 five, 40 minutes, maybe some people take an hour, maybe some people do it in 15 minutes, but it's that time to just be like, how are you? 
but no, but really, how are you? And I love that because I've noticed like my direct reports, when they do check-ins with their reports, they've told me later like, oh, we didn't have a lot for this one, but I wanted to check in with them, see how they're doing, they have a lot going on, they got engaged. You know, using that time to just build rapport is really good. So um, if you're new and you're transitioning and you have this check-in and then your boss is so busy, they're like, well, we don't need the check-in. You should be like, yeah, let's just still check-in and come up with something. You need to be impressing your boss. If your boss wants to not see you anymore or they're so overwhelmed or busy and they don't make time for you, like you're not necessarily shining. So take that check-in time that Sissy's talking about and keep it and come up with something to talk about or impress them even further. And when they're like, I don't have anything. Do you have anything? You can say, I don't have anything, but let's take this time to maybe uh train on something or let's take this time to i've been really wanting to ask you these questions and i admire this about you and i'd love to learn from you in the next 30 minutes like wow how impressive like you didn't just say no i don't need to check in it's like let's do something effective during this check-in time that i think is super impressive because they'll see that you're always thinking about growth you're always thinking about instead of just like taking the break not inserting yourself like here i'm being present these 45 minutes were on my calendar anyway let's make the best of them and connect with each other. So have something to say. If that's your time to be in front of the boss, take advantage of that time. And if you don't, like Irene said, if you don't have a problem, if you don't have anything to check in on, there's a project, everything, you know, deliverables are good, everything's fine. That's okay. Be like, hey, this is what else is going on? Like, you know, but I'm really wondering about this. Um, I've never had the experience to work on that. Can you tell me more about it? Like, pick their brain on, you know, ask about their career path, things like that. Especially if you're young in the in the in the company, one one to three years, or if you are transition, if you transition to a new organization, like, hey, kind of learn how how do things work here? You know, if if I have an idea, how would we how would I come across? So just it's your time to have that face to face. And if you have a boss that consistently moves through your, their one-on-ones with you, like, oh, let's push it till later. Is that okay? Yeah, that's okay. And mm-hmm. they, and they've never really showed up for you. Mm, then it's time for you to hold your boss accountable because you are missing out on that time with them. You are missing out on growth. You are missing out on the opportunity to share anything with them there where they can come back and say, like, you know what? That was great work. So some bosses can get a little, you know, I don't want to say lazy, but they just get like, oh, it's fine. It's, it's, it becomes a part of the normal thing. We're on Zoom calls all day. I don't have time to meet with you today. And they think they're giving you a break. And so you're like, sure, no problem. But they keep blowing you off. It's not being helpful at all. So hold them accountable. Hold them to it. Like, sure thing, but when can we meet? Because I really want to talk to you about X. And if you don't have something, like, I really want to learn about X, you know, this, something else. But hold yeah. them to it because you need that time. You get I agree. Away from like just putting out fires together. Like if you have time that you're brainstorming together or connecting on things that are not just problem solving or I have another problem or this happened or bad. Like you're, you can't just be in front of your boss because there's fires. You can't just be in front of your boss because someone made a mistake. You need like positive association with your boss. So if they blow you off because things feel good and there's no issue, there's nothing to solve. Well, cool, but you're not connecting. And then when things aren't good, it's like, well, I didn't know. Well, you don't check in with me. You know, then it's like little layers of like resentment that start to form. So use that time and don't just have the relationship with the boss that is like, oh, I messed up. You know, that association. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Sissy. Uh, no, and I want to say as as leaders, like we want to be approachable. We want to be, we want folks to want to come to us and not be... I guess for lack of a better word, like scary, like if you messed up, then, you know, confront it, bring it up. But as leaders, you don't want to be that person that people are terrified at. If And if you mess up, that you're too scared to say, hey, dude, I, I, I fucked up. So be that boss. I think I, I, I guess emulate that for my 
direct boss or ED uh, because she's very approachable. She's very transparent. She's very personable. And I, that's the type of boss that I like to be. I like to be uh, approachable. I like to check in. And, and in this case, uh, I have two direct reports. I have our staff attorney and I have our paralegal. Our paralegal, she's talked about going to law school. So, you know, we were talking about like sometimes you don't have much to talk about for check-ins. So that like, hey, how's that going? What are you doing to prepare? Can I support you? Feel free to pick my brain about anything, about the LSAT, about the bar exam, whatever it is, you know, and encouraging that. One thing that came to mind when we were talking about uh, clients and learning and being open to to learning things is uh, I have three clients right now that one has completely transitioned out of one career and she's in between and she's trying to find out the next, you know, what, what comes next. And this is like work that we've been doing for about two years now. And then there's another client and two, my two other clients are in, uh, for lack, you know, of, of a better word is they're in a like toxic work environment. They don't no longer want to be there. They don't even know if wanna, they want to continue doing the same type of role that they're doing. So they're exploring, talking about other options. But anyway, going back to learning is sometimes you think like, oh, if I go back to school, I'm going to be in debt and I don't want to, I already have student loans and I don't want to, you know, go, go back and just owe more money. And I, you know, there's options, there's options. There's, there's the, the public service uh, loan forgiveness program that, you know, if you play your cards right, and if you find out if you're, your career, there's options for you to do public service or work for a nonprofit and you're there long enough, then your student loans can be pardoned. So, you know, do your homework. Don't be scared. If there's something that really, really sparks your interest and you want to maybe go back to school or maybe do an, a master's, but you're scared of going into debt, then, you know, explore those options because there, there, there is options. And, or sometimes your employer may even, you know, finance your, your education. There's so many, I know Irene, Beto, you guys have heard and know that of, of clients that they will be willing to finance their education. Uh, just like a lot of our clients, their employers have coach, have financed their, their one-on-one -on -one coaching. So that's what I wanted to add. And I think that in order to get that to that step, you really have to be impressive. So the whole point of this is, you know, hungry for growth, uh, documenting everything that you're doing really well, having those check-ins, but it talks about document, 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 document your great ideas, document the systems that you make in place or that you put in place to make your job better. If you're, are you saving the job money? Are you creating smooth ease events? Do you make things easier on the back end? Is the data like easily tracked and easily read and understood? All those things that we take for granted as part of being a good employee, like are you doing it well? If so, you need to be documenting it. You need to be highlighting that during check-ins. You need to highlight at the end of the year with your review or six-month review, whatever it may be. So basically, we talked about this at a guilt-free squad session, like secure the brag bag. Like you need to be able to brag about yourself. I don't care if you're not comfortable with that. I don't care if you were raised to not brag about yourself. I don't care if your homegirl judges you for bragging about yourself. I don't care if your husband judges you for bragging about yourself. Like if you don't brag about yourself, no one else will. I have no problem bragging about myself. Well, my husband brags about me. My mom brags about me. Like my kids brag about me. Like I'm good in that sense. Like I don't feel I need that validation from the people that I love, but I also don't need to shy away from what I think is great about myself. 
Do I need to share it all the time? Absolutely not. But in a review, I better know what the words are. I better have written them down. I was just talking to my board president about um, end of year reviews for everybody else. So you better believe I have like my brag bag. And it turned into her doing this whole presentation, this PowerPoint of pages and pages and pages of who their executive director is and how much she has grown things and money she has made and partnerships she has had. And then it's almost like information overload because when you are doing well, people don't notice. They just think you have it easy. When you are doing well, they think it comes easy to you. When you are doing well and they don't have fires or crises or there's no budget issue, there's no money issue, there's everyone's getting paid, everyone's getting promoted, everyone's getting hired, everyone's getting raises. It's kind of hard to see that that's because people are doing well. That's actually because people know how to do their jobs and they're doing great. So if you don't brag about yourself or track that, don't blame your boss for forgetting. Don't blame your president for not knowing don't blame your supervisor or director like they may just not know because things are moving along so well that they don't understand that it's you that deserves that credit so secure brag bag and bring to people all these things that you have done in excellence um, so that when the time comes to be able to ask for them to pay for your degree it's like a no-brainer when the time comes to ask for them to negotiate your salary like they can look back and see like, yeah, you've been documenting, not bragging, not showing off, not taking credit, but documenting the things you've done really well and the things you've changed. Have you saved us money? Have you grown something? Have you made something more effective or efficient? Have you put out fires to the point that we don't experience fires? You know, we don't have a crisis that we're dealing with. That means you're an excellent employee. And yes, you deserve loan forgiveness. And yes, you deserve to have a class paid or a bonus or some kind of perk your salary raise obviously is another perk but you have to be documenting that you have to be sharing it with confidence um, and you have to be understanding of the fact that your boss knows as much as they know based on what they see but they don't know everything they literally don't know everything they don't know you know exactly what your process is unless you're documenting that um they may have lots of systems in place that may not tell them the whole story for instance it's like Oh, like for instance, at my job, like, well, you have a CRM and I can pull all the reports I want from that CRM, right? And it can show me like, oh, all of our staff have recruited students and volunteers from all these places. But then how they do the nitty gritty in that place, how they build those relationships, how they met people. Maybe they met a ton of people. Maybe they've been like the biggest network. I don't know that. Data's not going to show me that. Data's just going to show me they're growing. They could be getting lucky for all I know. But if they have straight up data that's like, I met this person, then this person, then this person, then this person, they're like, oh my God, like this person is a networker and I, they need credit for that. For me, for instance, as an executive director of a nonprofit, I'm asked to grow, grow the agency, grow the agency, and it grows all the time. Great. They don't know how the hell I'm doing that. But then I show them a formal document that shows that I'm formally partnered with the school district. And like I went to all these meetings and we have a, a memo of understanding, a memorandum of agreement to be a group. Like, oh, wow, that's impressive. Like, you get funding because you've partnered with the district. How the hell did you even partner with the district? Like, see, it's like this domino effect. I'm using my example because it's like one I can use. But people may know, but they don't know everything. So it's your job to secure the brag bag. And then when you can ask for school to be paid, it's like a no-brainer. Like, I don't want to lose these people. I think bosses, good bosses are like, let's pay for the schooling. Let's give the bonuses. Let's give the promotion because you don't want to lose good people that demonstrate how good they are by just doing it in a way that is like, not only do I show up, but I have the receipts to show you how I'm showing up. And I want to encourage women listening to this. The tip of the day is, Save your receipts. Be okay with your receipts. What are your receipts? Always think, 
How have I done something? Have I made it better? Have I made it easier? Have I saved the organization money? I hate to always be bringing that up, but I heard that somewhere when someone said, that's knowing how to speak white man. <laughs> white man, when you talk it's, data, yeah, you talk truth. saving money. But it's the truth because of, I'm, I can imagine a room full of white men saying, how do we save money? How do we make more money? How do we make this easier? How do, you know, they're doing it. So, mujeres, we need to do it and then say, now pay me. Pay me for doing that. It's showing how you are an asset to the company. Assets, right? White man talk. But it's, it's how do, what value do I bring here? I don't just show up and clock in, clock out, right? So a part of that, it's like, I re-mentioned, you know, the brag bag, but it's really also like your brand. Who are you? Who are you? What do you stand for? What are you, what are you here to do? And when someone meets you, like, are they, you know, what is your brand? Are they buying you or not? You know, are they going to be supporting you or not? And what are you bringing to this organization? Is it, you know, if you're, you know, we're talking about, you know, transitions and being in your career one to three years. And, and I mean, being, being an entrepreneur and, and a business owner is completely different. It's a whole different kind of ballgame. But when you are going into these established organizations and how you sell yourself there and how you really, um, the image that you portray there, it, it also, you know, you have a reputation that follows you, but also like, who are you? What do you stand for? What are you going to accomplish? And if you don't have the words to describe that, to articulate your skill set, your strengths, then you're going to get overlooked. You're going to be, you know, kind of passed up because there's going to be someone out there that will be able to articulate perfectly how, hey, this is who I am. You know, I am, you know, my bilingual professional that is, I'm not afraid to um, take no's and I, I, I do everything I can to get the best answers. I, I can easily gather, you know, get people on the same page and I can get an answer, you know, you can move forward with X, Y, Z. And if you have the words to, to share what you do and who you are, yeah, avanzaste. It's like you, that already sets you up to win because you sets you apart. You have to think of yourself as a brand. What is my brand? What do I stand for? And if you can articulate what your brand brings to the table, ya ganaste. I stool. Absolutely. And I love what Vera's saying because like we see it every day on social media. Like our generation is social media and we can recognize brands by just like when you think of the company Honest, for instance, our generation of women, like I feel like we know the Honest brand. Just the name Honest, right? Then you know her whole shtick, you know what she's about, you know what she provides, you know enough, but she had to create this brand around the word Honest, right? So... Um, there's so many companies of that type and you could be that person. Like you, you are a walking brand of someone who is so happy to be Mexican and so proud of it. That's Ceci to me. When I think of Ceci, like part of who she is, is like, she's going to bring culture. She's going to bring identity. Today, she's doing a project in her kid's class that is all about culture and about identity. And so her job knows part of her brand. Funny enough, it's like, what does Mexican have to do with being a lawyer? Well, I don't want to put you on blast, but part of her name of her company you know that you're dealing with gente que es Latina. Like everything kind of connects, right? Everything connects with it. Ceci is perfect for that job, right? She's perfect for that job because it is who she is like to her core. And so she's serving people from Latino origin. Like she's going to connect with them. So it's like her brand is so on brand. <laughs> the double entendre is so on brand. It's very true, right? So Ceci's like, I wouldn't be happy if I couldn't be myself there. People, yeah. Totally. We had an altar at the, uh, a friend that made a, at the, uh, at our office. Uh, but it's, but it was like a normal thing. Of course, we're going to have one, you know, of course, because the majority, I want to say all 18 staff members, but one or maybe two are Latinos, you know, and where that wasn't, that, that wasn't the reality. And 
the you know my, the law firm that I worked at previously, guess what? I brought it to the table. I've talked about this. Like we made an ofrenda that I hope they continue doing. I don't know. They are working remote uh, for the most part these days in my prayer law firm, but I hope they're still continuing to do something. You know that that honors that and continues the the legacy of having like de los muertos at that law firm. So yeah, just be yourself. Be yourself. Um. You asked me something earlier and I don't think I responded. I went off on a tangent. You were saying like, what do we look for in, in staff members? And I think it's, you know, just being reliable, show up, doing check-ins um, and then showing up and knowing like, hey, you know, I, I can do this. Um, I created a work plan for my staff attorney, like a four month plan just for us to review. We just reviewed it rec recently. Um, he's doing, you know, crossing all the boxes and um and then we've talked about like him maybe um becoming more specialized in two of our four areas that we we cover so that i can focus on the other two so you know just being open to that and because i've shown i've sh i've seen him show up then i've delegated like more responsibility like hey you know what this is this um quarterly event that or project that we have in our office like can you head this can you meet with the person that is going to be spearheading this because you know i i can see that he can handle the task you know i love that i think what's happening there it's like we call it my office like inspect what you expect so you have a work plan you look at it together so you inspect what you expect and you know that like when you look under the hood at least tell the, the people at the office come and look under the hood they're like oh she's gonna look at numbers she's gonna look how things are going it's about performance but i i trust you i trust you otherwise like we inspect what we expect because then we're going to trust people to run with the ball so that's what you're doing like you have a plan you guys have something in writing it's not like up in the air like nebulous it's like a plan you can look at it you trust each other you're building trust because you look at this plan that you worked on together then you let the person run with it right and then you come back and you inspect what you expect again like and they're running with this plan nothing is just kind of like haphazard but i love it because it builds trust it builds trust when you have like a, a plan and those check-ins and and people who bring themselves to the job and you know that they're doing their job but you're also not just looking right you're, you're you're actually looking under the hood as we say you're looking at how they're doing and connecting and building that trust and you know okay they can move with the plan they're not off going rogue and don't know what we're doing so it's so important to in those first years like where the hell are we going why are we doing it to get those things answered like what is our process why am i going that direction okay got it now when my boss comes and looks at how i'm performing you have all your receipts to be inspected you should be having receipts to when they come to you, like, this is what I expected to have happened. Hopefully you have a boss that tells you where you're going and what your plan is and you're all working on goals or whatever it is you're working from or decks or, you know, calendars, whatever you use to get yourself organized. Um, other wonderful tips before we wrap this, I have so many notes from this. So I'm going to give a high level summary. Really hold your, hold your, your, your leadership team accountable because you want them to know who you are, what you're about, what you're doing. And so they can advocate for you for your future in your growth and your career. Um, and also they can give you advice on like career path because if they don't know what's going on in your mind, what's going on there. I think that that's a perfect time to be able to have that one-on-one -on -one time with your people that are going to be able to be in the rooms, making decisions um, and having a plan of action for you, for your growth and your development in whatever industry you're in. Love that. Thank you so much, Vettel. So Ceci's not just preaching. He's also practicing what she preaches. So she jumped off to do her one-on-one -on -one, um, mm -hmm. with her paralegal who directly reports to her. Uh, Vettel shared so many amazing nuggets about making sure that you are asking questions, making sure that you are open to learning, making sure that you're holding your leadership accountable. 
Uh, Vero also talked about how important it is to not throw the baby out with the bathwater, meaning that <laughs> a company may not be perfect, but that doesn't mean that you don't jump in and try to play team and think about how you can be seen. Like, don't don't disappear in a company. Just, you know, be present and be seen. I talked about securing your brag bag and making sure that you know what your wins are and being comfortable with sharing those and whatever format makes sense to you, you know, in report, in a verbal check-in you know, in a summary that you keep, a folder that you keep with all the things that you've done really well. It's so important at check-in time with your bosses and at review time to know where you've made an impact. We talked about white male speak, which is knowing your numbers, knowing what you've grown, knowing what you've changed, knowing where you've saved the company money. Um, these are all really good things. It's not just about being a white male, obviously. You're going to have a business one day. And like us at Level of Platina, like bottom line is we all have to make money in our businesses. And so we want to make sure that we're making really good, smart savvy financial decisions and looking at our numbers so it's a good skill uh, sometimes people are a little afraid to be strategic and think about numbers and data but i promise it's not as scary as it seems so if this sounds like you and you're like this is great these are just really high level surface points but i'd like to drill down deeper that's why you want to get a coach that's why you want to come to level of platina sign up to work with that or i Ceci's all to capacity she's not taking clients and she's doing her great you know, job and due diligence and supporting her clients. But you can learn about Vero and I at com. Come to learn about us as coaches or join our guilt-free squad. This is our group coaching community that is connecting daily um, on our WhatsApp exclusive channel, coming to events, once a month trainings. We have really great trainings that happen once a month on Saturday mornings and Saturday afternoons. So Connect with us at levelaplatina.com. Ask us a question via email. Any question that you might have, admin at levelaplatina.com is our email. And finally, find us on Facebook and Instagram at levelaplatina is our handle. We'd love to get your feedback on this episode. Review it. Uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, share it. Share it with a friend that's transitioning. And ask us. Ask us anything. Email us, DM us. And we're happy to elaborate. Any one of us three coaches are happy to elaborate on any of the points we share during this short and sweet episode about making sure that any transition in your career, either it's the beginning or in the middle, is positive and productive and that you're thinking about these high-level points. So thank you for being here. Beautiful Vero, so beautiful seeing you. Beautiful Ceci. Igualmente. Talk to your, to your team.